Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 116, and you are with your high priest of Conchu Ray for another adventure into all things Moon Knight. And uh, thanks for joining us, listeners. Um, uh, as always, I am your host for this evening, and although it may appear that I am here solo, um, I actually do have a very special guest, which we'll get to. Um, we are covering, thanks to the phase of the moon being the first quarter, something that we like to call Conchu's Idols. It's a review of toy and action figures, all to do with Moon Knight. So, so welcome, welcome. A, a you know, not a very common segment on our show, but always a, a welcomed one. And um, tonight we are going to be looking at. The Mezco Toys Crescent Edition exclusive one to twelve Moon Knight figure, very exciting indeed. And um, and on this show, on like on this show, <laughs> uh, we have a, a very special guest, Brian Warshaw. A fellow loony recent addition to our Facebook group a big welcome Brian and uh, and Brian and I get to chat all about the uh, the Crescent edition exclusive from Mezco uh, a very fine action figure indeed and uh, a little bit of that later on but first off as always a little bit of Moon Knight news and when I say a little bit I am not exaggerating um the main thing to come out this week for for you loonies uh, hankering for some Moon Knight news is uh, basically around the traps you would have probably seen uh, for Moon Knight casting. There was a prerequisite, and apparently Marvel are looking for a Jew- Jewish slash um, Israeli Zac Efron type for their main man in the Moon Knight TV series. So uh, yeah, this is this is quite interesting. It, um, it kind of reveals a bit of what they're kind of going for. Zac Efron type. I'm not sure what that means other than a uh, an aesthetically good-looking sort of guy. Um, but it's great that they're actually um, pursuing someone of Israeli um, or Jewish descent. Um, so they're keeping very well um, much with the, with the canon for, for Moon Knight. So that's really good to see. Um, and yeah, it, it's uh, it's not too much... Other than that, uh, some of us would have been expecting it. Other uh, others would have been thinking maybe they may have played it a, a bit different. But um, no, it's good to see. So uh, very little bit of news. I guess we can just all speculate as to what or who they'll start casting. So get out your Jewish or Israeli kind of fan casts and uh, and, and let's see what we, we can come up with. But anyway, that was the the little bit of Moon Knight news over this week. As for, I mean, it's not really a Night Watch. Um, a Night Watch being our kind of um, 
flagging of any Moon Knight appearances in comics over the week. Uh, I just wanted to make mention that Contagion is underway. Issue 1 got released this week as well. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but from what I hear, my my good co-host Connor from Last Sons of Krypton Superman podcast, he is uh, also a huge um, and the host of the Iron Fist podcast, Sons of the Dragon. He said that Contagion was really good, so looking forward to that. Um, apparently no Mooney in there, but um, this is a weekly series, so um, over the next over the course of this week and the subsequent four weeks, um, there will be the issues for Contagion. Moon Knight is on the cover for issue four, so we can only assume that he turns up on issue four. Potential that he might be um, in there somewhere in issue three. Um, so, yep, Contagion is underway. Uh, and, yeah, that pretty much wraps it for the news this week, loonies. So, um, uh, look, I am going to shy away from uh, any more dilly-dallying, and let's get straight to it. So uh, I'm going to play for you now the interview or the chat that I had with um, with loony Brian Warshaw. What is it it's a good one. Uh, Brian knows his stuff, and he's also a podcaster himself. So he's very much, um, you know, in his in his wheelhouse here in front of the mic. Um, so, yep. Without further ado, here is the interview and our review of the Mezco exclusive Crescent Edition Moon Knight One to Twelve figure. <sighs> Yes, uh, welcome, Brian, to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Yeah, great, great. And it's um, it's so uh, very, very lucky to have you on, on the show to, to be able to go through this review because, um, as mentioned, I don't have the actual Mezco toy. And, and this being a conscious idol, a, um, a show dedicated to reviewing the toy figures, um, it's best to have someone that actually knows what they're talking about and, and has the, the figure. So I'm uh, very grateful. Thank you for, um, yeah, for putting your hand up. Uh, also, you're a recent uh, member of the, the Moon Knight, the Facebook group. How are you finding it? Uh, I find it actually one of the more enjoyable groups that I belong to. And I think uh, the primary reason for that is, is that it's mostly fun all the time. Um you know, I'm in, in I'm in groups for various other uh, non comics related things, certain guitar brands, other things like that, and and, and in, invariably, you know, at least once a month, things get kind of kind of nasty and unpleasant in <laughs> in those other groups, and and you know the the into the night group tends to stay fairly positive, uh, you know, attacks uh, on Max Bemis notwithstanding. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it uh, it's 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 been pretty positive, and and you know, in today's online climate, it's it's nice to be part of a group where people aren't trying to kill each other all the time. Oh, I mean, that's really encouraging encouraging to hear. I mean, we we do pride ourselves on our community, and look, admittedly, it is a smaller community, so it is kind of, I guess, with those smaller communities, it's kind of easier to, um, you know to monitor those sorts of things. But with obviously the TV show being announced, that has actually brought a lot of new members in. There's been a lot of groundswell with the possibilities of Moon Knight now, who's going to appear on screen. Uh, before we get into the, the toy figures, I thought it's a great opportunity to, to ask you, Brian, as well, your thoughts, your quick thoughts on on the TV show. You're looking forward to it. Any um, 
apprehensions towards it in any way? Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I I don't have any specific apprehensions. I mean, I guess the the uncertainty here is that we've seen, you know, Marvel shows produced predominantly by Netflix with varying degrees of success. And then we obviously had the you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show produced by ABC, which production value on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you know, wasn't really as good as the the Netflix shows, but a lot of those, a lot of those particularly earlier seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when I was still watching, what they lacked in production value, they made up for an interesting story. So yes. I think it's, it's, it's kind of, we have to wait and see. The fact that these are officially Marvel Studios is encouraging, but, you know, it's Marvel Studios on TV. It's not necessarily going to have the same level of involvement from Kevin Feige that the the films might have just because he only has so much time in the day but I'm excited I I I'm not sitting here worrying that they're going to screw it up I I'm expecting them to do well and uh I'll keep on expecting that until they prove me wrong Yeah I mean I guess we'll have a good gauge because Moon, the Moon Knight shows uh second um off the you know, cab off the ranks I mean they'll release Miss Marvel for, I mean actually having said that they'll release a whole heap of stuff before then so by then we'll right. be a- yeah we'll be able to know we'll be able to gauge kind of you know will they will they do a decent job with Moon Knight but yeah uh, yeah like you as well um remaining positive uh very kind of uh, um confident kind of yeah quietly confident because Marvel do have a hold of of it, you know, through Disney Plus. Um, so yeah, it'd be um, it'd be quite interesting. Anyway, Brian, we have something quite different. Rather than a TV show to review, we have, of course, the Mezco Crescent Edition of Moon Knight. So um, so let me just read this product description first. This is off the Mezco website. And this is what we'll be tackling. Um, Moon Knight is at his strongest during a full moon, gaining super speed, agility, invisibility, and glimpses of astral planes. Donning his darker two-tone suit, the 1-12 collective Moon Knight Crescent Edition is presented in a fitted adamantium suit with a 3D Crescent insignia and removable hoods. The combat-ready hero comes complete with a grappling hook baton, and nunchucks that are connected by a real chain, a crescent blade, and a staff. An out-of-body experience in an Egyptian temple leads Mark Spector to become the mystically enhanced vigilante known as Moon Knight, delivering vengeance in Conchu's name. Now, actually, Brian, just having read this, <laughs> um, uh, a few liberties taken uh, on Moon Knight here, <laughs> would you say? You know, I'm not an expert on Moon Knight. I'm a fairly recent convert, but yeah, some some of these I was scratching my head and wondering, uh, are all of these actually canonically true? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm by no means a a hardcore fan, but I do like the guy and have been following him for a bit. Uh, there are a few things: his super speed, invisibility. I'm not too sure of. <laughs> um, yeah, the the invisibility seems to be at odds with that whole I want them to see me coming thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, good point. <laughs> so I don't know who wrote up this little blurb. Uh, also, the other, in, other, the other interesting point is the adamantium suit. Um, have you read the Mark Spector Moon Knight run? I have I have not, no. Oh, you haven't? Okay, because it is... I'm still catching up. <laughs> okay, excellent. I mean, there's, there's you know... The, the good thing about Midnight is that 
it's an attainable thing to read all this stuff. You know what I mean? As opposed to, I don't know, Spider-Man or Captain America. Um, he's got sure. a sm- yeah, a smaller collection. But anyway, in the Mark Spector Moon Knight, he does have an adamantium suit. Now, this Crescent Edition looks to me more like the Declan Shalvey inspired uh, inspired by Declan Shalvey um, and Warren Ellis's 2014 run. I'm not 100% sure that that was adamantium, so I think they may have got their wires crossed there. I could be wrong. Um, loonies, please correct me if I am. So a couple of liberties there in the uh, product description. Uh, and, um, well, Brian, how about, um, again, this is from the Mezco uh, website. How about um, you read out the, the Moon Knight figure features available? Sure, yeah. So uh, a 112 collective body with over 32 points of articulation. And if you guys want to see what that that articulation looks like, you can see it a little bit better on Mezco's site if you go to a uh, a figure that doesn't have a fabric outfit covering their entire body. So if you look at the, uh, the Wolverine that they have in uh, jeans and a leather jacket, some of those pictures show them with the jacket off and you can see that the elbows are double jointed. So they're, they're very poseable. And, uh, you know, underneath the suit for Moon Knight, the figure is constructed the same way. You've got articulation, uh, at the, uh, the ankles, the wrists, lots of other places too. So there's a lot of that. Um, the two head portraits. You've got uh, the the masked Moon Knight, of course, and then you've got the uh, the mask pulled over his head, so you can see Mark's lovely face. <laughs> uh, there's ha- hand painted authentic detailing. We'll dive into that a little bit more uh, as we as we review. Uh, approximately 17 centimeters tall. Uh, for those of you that uh, are on the imperial system, like I am here in the states, it's a six inch figure essentially. Um, there's eight interchangeable hands, including one pair of fists one pair of posing hands, one pair of grabbing hands, and one pair of, they say, throwing blade hands. Those are crescent darts, folks. And uh, the right hand features a single crescent dart, and the left hand features three uh, posed between the fingers of that of that fist. And it says, each 112 collective Moon Knight figure is packaged in a collector-friendly box designed with collectors in mind. Oh, and again, I guess we'll we'll kind of go through that in one of the aspects. Uh quite a variety of of hands here, Brian. It um it seems to be quite a, it seems sounds like a very versatile figure for any um for any collectors who love to get their their figures in a pose. So um yeah, very very encouraging. Uh look, a bit of background before we get into this review. Uh, so this was released, this was a summer exclusive of this year, 2019. Uh, it was an exclusive first um, for the San Diego Comic Con of this very year as well. And then they opened up pre-orders uh, from June 26th uh, from 1pm Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and one of the first things I wanted to ask you, Brian, as well was, did you did you purchase this at the con or did you get this as a pre-order? I pre-ordered this uh, probably within five minutes of the email coming from Mezco saying that it was available to pre-order. Ah, uh, right. Yes. Yeah. Are you prone to go to conventions? Uh, I do. I live on the east coast of the United States, so while, while I would love to make it out to San Diego at some point, and it, it would be easy for me to, to get tickets because... Uh, as we'll talk about more uh, after the review, uh, I have press access because uh, oh. I, I write for a few for a few websites. Um, the The cost of travel and uh, being away from my family for a week is just not something that I've been keen to do uh, recently. But at New York Comic Con, um, 
some of the stuff in, in Philadelphia here in the States, uh, I'll usually go to those each year. And then, of course, Toy Fair in New York City in February is uh, a favorite show of mine as well. All right. And actually, I might as well ask you now as well. So um, you are an avid toy figure collector as well? You know, I have not always been. And so when I started, I, I started uh, getting into comics in 2013, uh, never really read them as a kid. Um, oh, wow. And okay. Yeah, so shortly after that, I began writing reviews for a uh, a Batman site, and uh, <gasps> we're, ba- only, we're only we're <laughs> only allowed one one of them in each episode. Anyway, we'll let that slide. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, and uh, and so with that, it was a pretty big site, and um, with that came a lot of access to collectibles uh, for review, and so uh, I I ended up getting. Uh, a few things along the way and slowly started collecting things. And now it's at the point where I'm, I'm doing what I said I would never do, which is I'm spending a fair bit of my own money on, on collectibles as well. And, and Mez, this is now my, I think my fourth or fifth Mezco figure. And I've got numerous others uh, pre-ordered, including of course the, the beautiful all white Moon Knight mm. that's going to be coming out soon, and uh, and Magneto, and yes. Uh, um, yeah. Do you know when that? I mean, because in Australia here, um, because I've ordered it as well, I'm getting the white one. Uh, it's at no- the end of November, so I'm not sure of how that works. If it's the same or a way later than you guys, is it coming? At, uh, do you know the date? So the the range that Mezco shows on their website for the White Moon Night in the states is between September and November for uh, shipping. Okay. Yep. And they're they're usually it, it, you usually get an email that it's getting ready to ship, and that if you have any outstanding balances, it'll charge your card. Um, for the Moon Knight we're talking about today, and uh, another figure that they they recently shipped to me. Uh, it's kind of the first time where they said, hey, this is getting ready to ship. And then there was actually a, a pretty big delay. I don't know if they had a, you know, a bad batch of figures arrive from, from the manufacturing plants over in China or, or what. But uh, there, was, there was kind of a delay there. So be, be patient if you, if you don't get it exactly when, they're, you know, when they say it's coming. There's, there's numerous reasons why something might get, might get delayed. So, Yeah, and I guess if you have a paper trail as well and if you've got everything documented you know you're fine it's just a bit of a waiting game and and totally understandable that things can be delayed and and shipments and such so um but anyway it does sound like that we are getting the towards the end of when they do all the well they're doing the u.s shipping let's talk international shipping so yeah okay so from september um we're receiving it late november uh now so just quickly before we really get into it brian i'm gonna throw it to you for um uh, for this review, uh, so as mentioned, you have a few figures as well, and this year Mezco have released on the Marvel side of things the one of twelves. They've released the Spider-Man Homecoming um, figure. They've also got the Thor Ragnarok, uh, Iron Man, the Black Panther movie, Black Panther. Uh, they have Blade, uh, the Punisher, the Netflix series Punisher, Logan. So just a, a quick quick note on Blade. Yeah, sure. So yep. I, I mentioned I like to go to Toy Fair in New York City and. And uh, there was actually an exclusive blade that was uh, one of the items in the uh, the press bag from Mezco, um, and that would have been my first my first Mezco figure. Um, I actually ended up selling that um, 
after the show. Oh. Um, and, and it's, I, I didn't, don't really have any, uh, experience with Blade. And so I don't really have any affinity for Blade, but, but, uh, yeah, it was it, very sweet. And that's one of the neat things about Toy Fair is that there's, there's uh, always some exclusive goodies for the, for the press that come there. Toy, Toy Fair is not a, uh, a consumer show. It's actually a, an industry show. And so you've got, you've got press and then you've got people who work in the industry. So it's, it's kind of, kind of a, a different thing. Right, right. Well, geez, fire out of blade, and especially now with the movie coming out, Brian. I, I don't know. <laughs> Could be hard, hard to come by these days, but no, no. Well, I mean, that's that's great, cool. Um, so again, uh, yeah, Punisher, Logan. Uh, we have Hella. Uh, there's Daredevil, of course. Uh, Cyclops, Doctor Strange, Wolverine, Five, Logan, uh, Ronan. Sorry, um, I'm not sure how that. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a weird one. Cable. Uh, there's Iron Man Armor Model 42. Uh, there's a Spider-Man Homecoming, the homemade suit. Uh, there's also another Daredevil, the Vigilante, the black suit from the Netflix series and the comics. Uh, Captain Marvel. Of course, we have that white Moon Knight. Uh, Magneto, as you mentioned, Brian. Uh, we're having the Crescent Edition Moon Knight, which we're looking at today. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. They've got the version there as well. And the last one I saw as well was Iron Fist, um, which is pretty cool. I do like my Iron Fist. Um, but yes, we'll see how we go with there. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into this review. We're going to basically, we're going to base our review. I had a look at a site. It's, um, mwctoys.com. Are you familiar with this site, Brian, by any chance? I, I, I am not. No. Okay. Um, look, I just did a search and, and, uh, they seem, <laughs> they seem to have a, a pretty good framework for, for reviews. So, um, they go th- through packaging, sculpting, paint, articulation, accessories, outfit, fun factor, value, things to watch out for, and overall. So we're going to loosely base our review on this. Um, and yeah, Brian, I mean, uh, you're, you're the man with the product in hand, um, let's kick off with packaging then. So, um, have you got yours at the ready or some notes? I, I, sh- I sure do. Yeah. Well, I actually have the box in my hand too, because I really like looking at it and I'm staring at it right now. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, first off the bat, as, it, as you mentioned in that description, is it, uh, is it a box designed with collectors in mind? Um, I would say probably not. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it, it is if you want to display just the box. So uh, a lot of Mezco's figures have an outer sleeve, and then you slide out the core box underneath, and there's a window so you can see the figure inside. Th- this particular one does not have the that type of setup. So you have the opaque box, and then inside you just slide out the plastic trays that contain the, the figure. So... And there was another uh, another sort of limited exclusive that I got from Mezco um, earlier this year, a character who I've already mentioned once and who will not be named again. Um, and, uh, and, and that one was similar. So it seems like with these Mezco exclusive ones... They they don't have even though they said it in the in the description they don't have their typical um, you know window box on the inside they just have an opaque box and then the trays slide out. Oh, that's slightly disappointing, isn't it? I mean, it sounds like the the um, standard um, packaging seems a lot more amenable to putting it on your shelf and actually seeing the figure and having it in the box still, right? Well, I I, I can see it be a dis. Be it, ugh, I can see it being disappointed for some people. I take everything out of the box. Um, okay. I, I, um, 
window boxes usually don't really do anything for me because in, in 99% of, of, of the cases, you know, a window box will show you what's inside, but what's inside is usually the figure obscured by a whole lot of plastic that it's wrapped in. And um, so you can't really see it clearly. And, and again, that's, that's okay for some people. That's what, that's what some folks want. Uh, but, but for me, it, it, it really didn't matter. And I actually think that the, um, you know, the box that it came in is very sharp looking. So, um, I, I don't really mind it. Okay. So, uh, you'd, you'd give it like a, a general thumbs up for the, for the packaging. It's, it's quite good for, for your, sure. for your interest. Yeah. Yeah. And on the, the front of the box has a Moon Knight logo. It looks like the, looks like the lettering from the front of the Houston and Finch run. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that looks really nice. It's a black box. All the lettering is in white. And then on the the back of the box, you have a really sweet drawing uh, of Moon Knight you know, in this costume. But it, it it makes great use of the negative space, the black on the box. And uh, it's very, very stylized, very nice. One of the greatest things about Mezco's packaging uh, beyond the box itself is that um, when you actually take the, the trays of plastic out to get at the figure, it's several nested trays of plastic and so uh, you've got the accessories held in place, not by tape that you have to try to tear and get stuck on your hands and that sometimes has accessories stuck to it. Yes. Um, but you just lift a piece of plastic off of the layer beneath it and you have access to everything on that layer. Oh, good. It's, it's, it's a great design. It makes it uh, very secure, but also very easy to... Very easy to get everything out, and the presentation just looks really nice when you take it out of the box. It's very ordered, and uh, okay. I don't know. I, I like that about them. Oh, no, that's good. It, it does sound a lot more uh, yeah user-friendly. Uh, I've got a few Hasbro Marvel Legends figures. Uh, obviously, one of them is Moon Knight. I'm not sure if you've got that as well, Brian. Um, I do. The yeah. uh, the same same Marvel Now style suit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, I mean, you're talking about the packaging... Uh, and and I'm like a a bull in a china shop when it comes to so I'm not your you know your toy collector who tries to keep things pristine. A lot of it is very hard to get to get out. Like I remember the cape through a through a hole in the plastic oh, yeah. sleeve, and then the accessories are taped in, and you've literally got to crush the plastic to get it out. You know, so uh, that that would be actually a very um, a very good aspect to actually have yeah that, that packaging a lot more easier to to access so um okay great great um how the, about the only o- only little note i'll say about the packaging on this particular unit and this could be just a fluke with the one that i got is that this is the first time where i've i've gotten a figure from them and one of the accessories was actually loose in the in the uh, trays when i took it out and may have actually caused a little bit of damage to the paint on uh, oh, the no. right foot of mine. So it's not it's not substantial damage, and in my mind, I can sort of retcon it and say that it's just battle damage. But, um, but yeah, just, just I don't know if that's a problem that other folks are going to see in this one, but with the other four or five figures I've received, all, all accessories are generally well well situated and not okay. swimming around in there. I know this is exactly why we're doing the review, Brian. So that's great to, to um you know to earmark any of these things because you know I'm imagining we have a whole range of loonies from your casual toy figure collector to your you know dead set serious one. So yeah, no, it's good. It's good to to kind of flag that. That's um that's great. Uh, just before we go into the next one as well, you got me interested. The artwork at the back you mentioned 
Do you recognise it at all? Is it one of the past Moon Knight artists or is it just something, you know, totally new? I I do not uh, recognise it as any distinct artist. And part of the reason for that is, um, well, one, I mean, first off, I don't recognise the pose as being anybody's particular drawing. But um, because of the way the image is composed on the back here and just making a lot of use of the negative space here... Um, I, if it was based on on some prior Moon Knight art, it's probably been altered to get the aesthetic that they're going for here. Uh, but I, I can uh, I can send you a picture uh, after we're done recording, and and I'm sure that if this is from pre existing art, yep. you know the 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 folks listening will identify it in no time. Oh, that'll be great. That'd be fantastic because uh, thanks. You also reminded me. So I've actually downloaded all the Mezco promo shots for um, this figure. And what I'll do as well is create an album in our Facebook group. So um, any loonies listening to this episode, you can access that and you can visually check out what we're talking about as we as we go through this. So no, and and we'll include that um, that. Well, I can I can do you one better than that too. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get you all of the uh, the images that I took of my particular oh, figure, and uh, even the better. group uh, on Facebook can see them before I even get my review up. So, oh, uh, fantastic! No, that'll be great. Thank you, Brian. That'll be that'll be no, really no good. Excellent. My pleasure. Cool. Um, yeah, we're trying to trying to kind of synchronize everything here. You know, podcasts, Facebook groups. It's all it's all happening. <laughs> um, uh, all right, we're well, sculpting then. So we're getting into sculpting. Uh, again, Brian, I'm sure you, you know a lot more about this than I do. Uh, so this is basically um, just the moldings, right, of the plastic and yep. how that's... Yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, it's sculpted very nicely, and, and that's that's par for the course on, on Mezco's figures. They're all generally sculpted nicely. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about the costume in, in just a little bit, but part of the reason why the overall look of a Mezco figure tends to tends to just be nicer is that um, most of them do have fabric costumes, and that that hides things like uh, you know elbow joints and stuff like that 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 kind of break the illusion a little bit. So, but the the actual parts and um, the, the body shape and all that it's all sculpted very well. The 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 hoods and that was a little bit of a a brief controversy when uh, the the figures first went up for pre-order is that the original teaser uh, image that came out of Toy Fair showed a fabric hood and uh, the actual oh, okay. final figures have a, uh, a a molded hood. And so um, I, I actually like the molded hood because it'd be very, very difficult to have a fabric hood look like Moon Knight's hood ought to look on a, on a consistent basis and, and, I think the I think the molding was the right way to go, and they they did a great job with with both hoods that are included here. Yeah, and um, well, can can I just say, Brian? Sorry, also yep. as well. Um, yeah, it's a good point about that molded hood because we did do another Conscious Idols segment a while ago with my co-host Connor, and we actually did an overview of all the I guess the Moon Knight toy figures to date. It was a very you know general overview. Uh, and a lot of, a few of them, sorry, the early ones did have the fabric hoods. And can I just say, uh, personally, they just look atrocious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the molded hoods are a really good way to go. And, and, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I believe the molded hoods just work a lot better, especially with Moon Knight, because it's so synonymous with his classic costume. You, you've got to get it right. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it, it, you can't do that with fabric. Um, and um, 
the the head sculpting is is pretty outstanding as well. I mean, it's a it's a six inch scale figure, so you have to get up close to see some of the detail. But I mean, the uh, the eyebrow deep. Well, I mean, you can't see the the eyebrows themselves, but you can see the furrowed brow through the mask. Um, there's just a lot of nice molded detail on the mask itself, and then of course when you swap out the for the other head that has uh, you know Mark's face more visible, the sculpting there is really really nice as well. Mm. Is is this um? Would you classify Mezco as kind of your top tier when it comes to six inch figures? I mean, they seem to. I mean, they seem to be very good. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, yeah. I'm a recent, like I said, a pretty pretty recent uh, convert to this way of life. But um, but from all the figures that I've seen, and and we can talk a little bit more about this when we get down to uh, talking about the overall value of this figure, but. I, they're the top tier in what I've seen, and there's a number of factors that that go into that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just wondering. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it. I'm just wondering if there are any other like lines out there. I'm I'm very new to it as well. Like my experience ranges from the Hasbro Marvel figures and Mezco, which I've only just discovered this year. So, um, and I'm just astounded at them. Not looking at all the other figures. Um, you know, like the Daredevil one, big Daredevil fan, um, and you know a couple of others like Spider Man. Just very impressed with their with their sculpting. Um, so yeah. Uh, any uh, unless we have any other points there, Brian? Do you want to go to paint? Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, other than the little flaw that I mentioned on the right foot, which might have been caused by the loose accessory, uh, the paint here is impeccable, and and this is something that. Uh, Mezco is is just completely excellent at, and uh, I would say, uh, you know, talking about are they the top tier uh, at this size? I I have not seen paint this good on wow. uh, on any other any other brand. And one of the things I think that uh, they have to their advantage uh, for for coming up with a, a decent paint job here is that the costumes are usually composed of. Uh, several distinct parts even on on a single part of the body so if you if you look at the um the chest plate on here you can see that on the product images from mesco um you know you've got this hard plastic chest plate that is attached to the uh the fabric costume underneath that's a lot easier to get a clean paint line on if they're attaching that that white plate afterwards um and uh, same thing if you look at the the gauntlets um now the gauntlets do have uh in a single piece uh, black portions and white portions and the paint there is is outstanding as well very clean lines no overpainting uh, or anything like that so um yeah it's it, it's it's outstanding one of the things too is that with the fabric costume on these mezco figures a lot of what you're looking at in those product images uh is not something that necessarily had to be painted per se uh, but uh, fabric that was you know dyed that particular color um, and and then used in the product. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, and also, I guess I'm just looking. Look, predominantly, of course, Moon Knight is is black and white. So I guess with the paint, uh, you, you're talking about the obviously the, the precision with applying the paint, which is which is fantastic as well. I'm looking at the the face of Mark Spector, and right, that right, right. looks really kind of. I mean, we're talking about delicate. You know, brush strokes, if you can call it that, uh, it looks very detailed. Um, so yeah, it, uh, how, yeah. how does that look? The, yeah, close up, it, is it? It, it looks excellent close up. And, and I'm glad you, you brought that because I, I, 
I had meant to go to that next, but, um, so the detail work looks really great. Um, up close, it still holds up, looks fantastic. One of the things, and, and maybe it's just, uh, you know, my mind playing tricks on me, but, uh, there, there's, there's a concept that if you watch any videos online about visual effects in, you know, Marvel movies or anything like that, there's this concept called subsurface scattering. Okay. And, uh, if you think about it with uh, human skin, it's if you've if you've got light hitting your skin, there's there's a very thin portion to the eye that almost looks translucent, uh, where you know the skin meets the light. Yes, it's I kind know of the you... way that the yeah, yeah, and, and so um, I, I almost perceive. Wow, and maybe it's the the material that they used on the head, but. It's just the way light hits this just feels a little bit more authentic. Um, it, it's not the way light just hits a, a flatly painted plastic head on uh, you know, any other figure you might have. Wow. And is this consistent with your other Mezco figures as well? I mean, I'm just trying to... It, it is. Yeah, yeah I have, okay. uh, I have uh, two figures featuring the, uh, the rich boy with a cape whose name we shall not say again. <laughs> um, and, uh, and both of those also feature unmasked heads. Okay. And it's, it's the same, same uh, scenario here where uh, the, the face, it, it's not just that the color of the face and the uh, the slight variability of skin tone, details like that. It's not just those things, but it is the way that that light seems to interact with the surface of the of the face. It's very impressive. Yeah, and these um so these other figures that you had as well are they um, are they relatively new as well, or are they a few years old? I, I, I guess where I'm going at is I'm wondering if Mezco have refined and honed their craft with this, or if it has been something that they've been um, you know, quite well known for. Yeah, good question. And and the ones that I have are fairly new. Okay. So both of them, both of them were pre-orders last year and then actually fulfilled this year. If you look at the the Mezco site and look at some of the other figures that they have, um, and you look at unmasked faces, I I think you can you can kind of see this across the board. So, um, it's it, it's I don't know if they've been doing it for long. But um, if you look at even some of their some of the older ones that are currently listed on the site, which granted are not the oldest ones that Mezco's ever produced, but if you were to scroll all the way down um, and and look at some of these ones that they've uh, that they've that they've produced, and now I'm looking, I'm I'm promising something that the site won't deliver. The oldest <laughs> one they have a the oldest one they have up there right now is uh, is the Spider-Man Homecoming one, which is not that old. Oh, okay, um, so right. so yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it's one of those things that really just, I think, elevates a figure to the next level because um, you can have, not to say that it's any any of it's easy because I'm, I'm not a toy maker, but you can have a, a pretty good proportioned um, body. Uh, you can have accessories and armor to make things look cool as well. But then if you get a face that's kind of stylized and a bit hokey, then it kind of you lose the illusion. Um, looking at the, the Mezco promo shot here of the, the Mark Spector head, uh, it's just it amazes me that that's a six-inch figure. So um, that really does, I think, you know, I haven't got it in front of me, but I, I really think it does elevate it um, to, to the next level. It sure does. Yeah. Um Articulation, Brian. So, any uh, any points here? We did talk, I mean, a lot about some of the articulation already, but 
Yeah, well, the one thing we didn't talk about, and this is probably the key thing for folks to realize, is that we've been talking about all of the benefits of the fabric suit that a lot of these Mezco figures have. There is one significant drawback, depending on depending on what you aim to do with your figure, and and that's that a fabric suit restricts articulation somewhat. And so, you know, under the suit, you've got this highly articulated figure, but you you cannot use all of that articulation to its fullest extent because you've got this fabric suit that's fighting against you. So, you know, the le- the legs are pretty good. You can get a pretty good kicking pose. Um uh, whether that's a side kick or even a front kick, um which, you know, could be especially fun if you're posing him in the air, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um but his arms especially are very difficult to get very high. So if you're just raising his raising his arms out to the side, that's not too bad. If you want to just swing his arms straight up, um uh, almost like he's, you know, pretending to fly like a certain certain <laughs> other company's uh character. Oh, we can call uh, him Superman. He's great. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Oh, he and Captain America are just the same. No, uh, so uh, they they probably are actually more similar than than Man and Superman. If you get down, the Bat, the Man and Moon Knight. If you get down to it, but um, anyway, uh, so yeah, the the fabric suit looks amazing. It does limit articulation to some degree, and uh, it's just something you should you should be aware of. Um, probably less of a less of an issue here uh, with uh, with Moon Knight. Um, for most poses you might want to do. Uh, I got a, the other figure I got recently from them was the John Stewart green lantern. Okay. And it's, it's that the articulation restriction is a little bit more of an issue there because I would love to pose him with at least one of his arms, you know, going straight up next to his head so he can, you know, appear like he's really flying through space. But so that's that's um, across the board, and it's something to do with their shoulders then, because it mentioned before thirty-two different articulation points, and it seems that it it does fall short a little on that. I'm no biologist. Is it the rotated cuff or, or whatever of of the, the shoulder, <laughs> right? So it can't actually it, reach up totally. It's it's really it's. I don't think it's a limitation of the articulation itself. Uh-huh. I really think it's. I really think it's that the fabric suit is restricting the motion. Okay, but isn't John Stewart? He doesn't have a. Does he have a fabric suit? He's got a fabric. Oh, he fabric suit as oh, well. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. When you say fabric suit, I, I I'm assuming you mean the cape, but you, you mean the whole. Oh the whole, no, yeah. no! Yeah, yeah. So that's on on almost every Mezco figure. Instead of having you know the the costume represented by hard plastic, wow. it's actually a fabric suit. Okay, and that's why it looks so amazing because, oh, wow. you, like I said, you. You, you've got the the joints that you would normally see on a, a Marvel Legends yeah. or something like that. Right. They're all ben, beneath the costume ah. instead of yeah yeah. Okay, so I thought because when you were explaining that, I thought you just meant the cape covering the the joints and stuff. But there's a lot of loonies out there now going, "Duh, Ray, you know, with the Mezco." <laughs> That's okay. That's fantastic. <laughs> no, because I don't have it in front of me, but like, but I'm so looking forward to getting the the white one now. That's really good. I mean. Actually, yeah, and the cape. By yeah. the way, you mentioned the cape. The cape doesn't get in the way of anything because the cape is fabric, fabric as well. Um, and uh, wow, yeah, the cape doesn't doesn't inhibit anything. Okay, because I'm also just thinking, um, just briefly, Iron Fist, 
the the figure there. I'm sure you've seen the the promo shots for that as well, Brian. Yep. Uh, there have been a lot of mixed reviews about it. I, I, I know a few people that are actually. Uh, one of them hosts the Iron Fist podcast, and he was uh, a little disappointed in the look of it. And I think that went to, um, well, that was because of the, the fabricness of of the suit. Uh, it didn't really, uh, it didn't actually show. I guess it's not sculpted. He, his muscles aren't sculpted underneath it because it's underneath the the fabric, right? Um, with Moon Knight, you can kind of you can kind of get away with it because the suit like is is kind of reflecting. His his anatomy, if that makes sure. sense. Sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I think with the Iron Fist, I know I saw a lot of complaints when that one debuted from folks uh, that were wondering why he didn't have uh, like a waist sash. Mm. Oh, yes. And Me- Mezco actually listened to that, and the the final figure will ship with oh. with a waist sash as well. So okay, um, but no, I can I can understand. You know, for some figures, the the fabric um, I think is a detriment, and if you look at the the Netflix Daredevil, not the Vigilante edition, but just the you know the regular uh, red suit. I really don't think the fabric works for that one, or or at least, or at least the way they chose to go with it. The suit just looks a little bit baggy, okay, and, and yeah. uh, it ends up looking a little bit strange uh, because of that. And um, it's it's really because of that. That's the main reason I did not end up getting uh, the the Netflix Daredevil figure from them because mm. um, it it just something just doesn't look quite right. That's really funny because it's based on a live action TV show, you know what I mean? So you right. th- you think that it would reflect almost exactly what you see on TV. Um but yeah, hey, okay. Um I I should check it out as well. Um yeah, do do uh do dig that show. Um accessories, Brian. How are we going with all these? There's a fair few of these accessories. Um, are they any good? Are they really small? Do you lose them easily? Or Well, one of the nice things, all of these 112 collective figures from Mezco come with a, a fairly high-quality plastic accessory bag. Um, oh, it's cool. A, yeah, it's got, it's got a, a, like a Ziploc-type uh, closing mechanism, and it's... But it's it feels like it's a bit thicker than your average sandwich bag or something like that, and um, uh, so that that's helpful. And there's a spot on the front where you can you know take a marker and and write which figure your your accessory bag pertains to. They're all made very well, and uh, I I really like them. Like having the real chain um, for the nunchucks and the grappling hook baton is is a nice thing. Um, the one thing that I probably would have. Well, it's more than one thing. There's two things that I wish that they would have included that they didn't. And uh, one of them is, why not a plain old truncheon? So Yeah, um, exactly. It, it, it would have been really easy, single piece of plastic, you know. <laughs> uh, I, that that would have been a nice thing to see. And, and the accessories are the same on the white one that's coming out, um, except I, there might be some color variation. But So we're not going to get a, a plain old truncheon. And the other thing is, I really wish that they would have included some loose crescent darts. Um, oh, oh, so they're yeah. all just connected to the hand. Yeah, and the the uh, the the uh, bat-eared fellow that I referenced earlier. <laughs> uh, he, I uh, <laughs> love how you're skating around it. Because, yeah, oh, that. I'm having a blast. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it he came with uh, a number of loose batarangs, and I was actually able when I was doing a review for one of those to take one of the hands and put the batarangs between the fingers 
and kind of achieve the same effect that they're going for here with with uh, with Mark, and it looked really great. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of, particularly because this this figure and the white one, you know, Mezco's prices have gone up a little bit this year. These are five American dollars more expensive than than the uh, the two bat that I've got, and uh, and 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 it just I realize some of the expense probably goes towards having the the real metal chains, but just the you know, opening it up and seeing that there aren't those crescent darts in there, um, it feels a little bit like a cheat. Uh, well, I mean, they're the possibly the first things you think of a casual fan or right. even a normal fan. You think of with Moon Knight with his with his um, with his weaponry, uh, the crescent darts. Yeah, that's a bit. I mean. I wonder why. I mean, it's funny how they've included that in the hand. I guess they have given you eight interchangeable hands, so uh, you, uh, you know they're giving you a bit a bit of versatility there. But um, I, I would agree with you as well. You'd want it separate, and you'd want to uh, play around with it, and then have the option of, as you say, have Mark hold it or, or otherwise. You know, so well, yeah. and if, and if you compare it to the the accessory complement that that came with the two man figures. Um, it, you've got a bunch of interchange. I think you've got nine interchangeable hands for, for those guys. Um, and you've got, uh, a drone, a sonar gun, a grappling gun with two grappling bolts, um, uh, a large batarang. And then you have, I think it's 10 normal size batarangs. So it just seems like in terms of the number of accessories in there, you're getting less, and again, you've got the metal chains on the the nunchucks and the uh, the the grappling baton. Yeah. But I don't know. I I would have probably been happier if they would have not given us nunchucks because it's not what I think about when I think about Moon Knight and uh, and give us the darts. Well, I'll go one step further and and get rid of the maybe keep the nunchucks. Get rid of the grappling hook. I mean. Moon Knight at least uses nunchucks here and there. Like in the nineties, at least he did. Grappling hooks, I don't know. Just going through the comics I've read of him, can't say I've really seen him use one. So, you know, save costs there. Take that away. Have a few crescent darts. We've got to. Maybe- you know, the nice thing. The nice thing about the grappling hook, though, and and I'll you know fully say you educated me on the nunchucks. And like I said, I you know fairly new to the character, but. Sure. Um, the uh, the nice thing about the grappling hook is is when I took that out of the box and I posed him with it, I wasn't thinking Mark is going to use this to you know to to climb a tall building. <laughs> well, yeah. I looked at this and I thought this looks like the sort of grisly thing that Mark would use to really wreck somebody. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and so I, I like it in that regard. But but I agree with you that it's mm. not more important than having crescent darts in the box. I mean. Apparently, Mark can turn invisible, and he's got super speed, so <laughs> uh, anything can happen, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we've got a fair few things here, though. Um, there is a Crescent Blade. That's a bigger bigger version. Which that, is awesome. Yeah, and that's, uh, I'm assuming he can hold that, and he can pose with it, right? So Yes, yep. Uh, is, is it, is it um, so what's this, what's that made out of? Is it bendy? Does it? get like a little bent at the top and i've got i've got like a black knight figure from hasbro he's got the ebony blade it's fantastic but the ebony blade's freaking wonky all over the place it just looks a little silly uh can you make can, does it maintain it, its integrity i guess what i'm saying well you know i haven't been uh, putting it to any stress tests but 
Uh, it was nice and straight right out of the box, and it's it's made out of pretty solid plastic. The The great thing is the hands on these Mezco figures, they have a little bit of flex in them so you can get the accessories in. Great. Um, and they hold not firmly. super flexible. Yeah. Yeah, they do hold firmly. So the, the, the hand has give so the accessory doesn't have to. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Uh, and, uh, and this is one of the things I, I noticed, um, which would be pretty cool. The base, there's a display base. So this is new to me, like with just toy figures. Uh, is this something, so can you like fix him onto it or is it just a, is it just like a disc that he stands on? So the figure has the standard uh, little holes on the bottom of the feet. Oh, okay. So and it does. Yeah, the, okay. yeah. Yeah. The display base does have a little stud that's sticking up uh, when it comes out of the box. You can take that stud out and put in the uh, adjustable posing post that you see in the product photos. And uh, oh, right, yes. that posing post is, is mainly useful for if you want to get Mark airborne. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one note real quick before we talk about that, the posing post is that... Uh, the the base in the product photography for this, yep. it, it's actually the the final product is actually inverted the colors, so it what? is uh, predominantly oh yeah yeah it's it's got a, a black moon and and uh, a white circle behind it. So oh, was that a bit of pudding? Were you expecting otherwise, or I mean, were you expecting? Are you are you disappointed by that? Or I I wasn't necessarily disappointed. I mean, it is a little odd, but. Uh, it, it's entirely possible that the white version is going to come with what you see pictured here and that, uh, you know, they just didn't have the, the finalized one here in the, in the photo. So, um, that posing arm, um, that I mentioned, you know, it's, it is, if you want to get him up in the air, it's helpful. The only drawback is, is that if you want to pose the cape when he's in the air, which let's, let's face it, if he, unless he's jumping up. If he's in the air and it looks like he's falling down, <laughs> yeah. you 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 want to make the cape look like the cape is is reacting to the 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 wind resistance flowing up as well, and um, it it also includes some posing wires that can attach to that posing post, but I've I have found those frustrating on mm. every figure that I've had that has them. Um, one because they're just very difficult to. Uh, get the way that you want them to. It never seems like they're, um, or actually rather, it seems like they're a little bit too long for the cape in, in every scenario. Um, and, and then once you get it to where the cape is posed in a way that you, you actually really like it, it seems like those, those posing wires are usually pretty visible at that point. Oh, and, okay. Uh, talk about breaking the illusion. Yeah. It, um, it, so yeah, if, Know that it comes with those things, but um, I I don't know. I feel like most people are probably gonna gonna be with me on that one. That that the posing post and the wires don't necessarily add a lot of value. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. True. Um, I can understand that as well. I mean, it's a good idea, but maybe the execution. Uh, but what else can you? Yeah. What else can you do? I guess it's a uh, it's a bit difficult. Um, I mean, you could put wire in the cape. Which some manufacturers oh, okay. do. Oh, right. But they make the, it really malleable. But, yeah. But the problem with that is, is that at least in my experience, when I've had a figure that has wire in the cape, it does look great when you want to pose the cape. Yeah. But if you want to have the cape just hanging down like it's, you know, normal resting, flowing down towards the ground, 
it, it's usually very difficult to make a wire cape look natural at that point. Uh, well, then maybe go some middle ground. Maybe have a somehow removable wire in the cape that you can actually insert. Well, in. that would be. There's another. There, there's another. Uh, <laughs> There's another rich citizen of Gotham City coming oh. out next year, <laughs> and uh, and he actually and this is what they should do. Yeah, uh, I think going forward, hopefully they will. He has an interchangeable cape that has a wire in it, so you get the best of both worlds. You've got the the, the regular cape for you know regular standing poses, and then you can you can wire pose the cape instead of using those uh, those really hideous po- pose, <laughs> other pose. wires I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, great. That's a good idea. Far out. I mean, they, oh, maybe in future Moon Knight, uh, editions, we can get something like that. It would be really cool, actually, to see a Mr. Knight. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm hoping they do it. I, yeah. I would, I would be really surprised if they didn't. It's, it's so obvious. Yeah. And somehow have him with his jacket on and then just have him with the vest on with the gloves. Well, look at the, look at the, look at the Wolverine that I mentioned with the jeans and the leather jacket. Yeah. Um, or look at the Cyclops figure that also comes with a leather jacket. They could do it. Okay. Um, they, they could, they could give him a little tailored Mr. Knight jacket. Um, and maybe even a little tailored tie. I mean, it would be great. <laughs> nice. I'm seriously going to tag Mezco in all <laughs> when this episode comes out and I'm going to, um, hopefully just, you know. I don't know. Do something. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, you know, with the with yeah. the with the show coming out too, it's a good time to to sort of put a little bit of that pressure on and say, hey, you know, you'd probably sell a lot of these. Yeah, I mean, well, as you say, they listened as well, didn't they, to the Iron Fist um, somehow with the the sash around him. So the, it yep, seems like yep. they they do listen and and they are receptive, which is very encouraging for any you know collector and fan. Um, yeah, so with uh, with outfit then, uh, Brian, we've got a few. Oh, we did talk about the cape. We did talk about a lot of the, um, uh, you know, pros and cons of both. Uh, are there any other extra extra notes here for the outfit? Um, uh, just that I, I do love the outfit. Uh, I think the distinct white chest plate, you know, looks really really good. I know that Mesco takes some design liberties, and you know, they would call this, you know, their version of this version of Moon Knight, but, you know, when you just pick it up and look at it, it really looks like the the, the best version of the, you know, Declan Shalvey Warren Ellis suit that you could get. Um, it, it looks close enough to uh, to that, that the liberties that Mezco has taken, you know, don't really overwhelm uh, that, that core design, and, and I just think it looks great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just one final thing there for the outfit. Uh, comparing it and to what I have, which is a Hasbro, and you've got as well the Marvel Legends figures, it is good to know that the stuff like the chest plate and the belt look and seem a lot more secure than that of the <laughs> the Hasbro gear because it does, since they are, and you mentioned that with the painting, right? Uh, since those are actually separate components um, in the Hasbro thing, it does not get flimsy, but... Um, it just does. It just seems a little loose, you know. Um, and to have like a nice compact uh, costume like this, uh, yeah, this just looks great. So, um, yeah, very good. Uh, fun factor. So, if we're looking at this as, did you did you enjoy this? Uh, I'm sure you enjoy this more than your other bat related figures, Brian. <laughs> Um, sure. Uh, <laughs> no, I I have yeah. fun. I have fun with all of these. Yeah, um, sure. Usually, 
usually when I get one of these, I uh, I won't even open it until I have time to to shoot photos because it's just a lot easier with all the accessories to sort of take them out in sequence and and uh, and do it all at one time. But it um it's a it's a blast all by itself, and I think you can you can kind of see that in some of the photos that I'll send along. Yeah, right. But um it it's also a blast the more of these that you have because you know with with uh casual fans saying things like you know moon knight is basically marvel's mm-hmm. man which uh i think we can all we can all agree is complete <laughs> hogwash yes um uh it's it's actually very fun to you know take pictures of moon knight and man facing off uh when you've when you've got those two figures in your arsenal so uh and they both look it, very uh, good as well so yeah. right right exactly so uh, it's uh it's it's a lot of fun i'm 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 still deciding whether or not to uh, do two videos about about this figure because I, I've been working on some uh, original music um, right. inspired by Moon Knight for this 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 figure, and Fantastic. with the time that's taking, I, I might put out a a uh, a simple review first and then do the the more stylized one after that. But um, it's it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, you, you'll definitely have to let us know and, and post it in the group and such, and, and uh, when that review hits, and uh, yeah, it'll be great to see uh, and be good yeah, to hear your absolutely. original music as well. Far out, got me. Got yeah, me I can send you a rough. I can send you a rough cut of that after we talk today too. Oh, so. brilliant! Excellent. No, no, yeah. definitely. Um, okay, again, uh, just looking quickly, wrapping value. So, um, is this worth the extra five dollars US? Um, you mentioned before a few less accessories, some which don't exactly hit the mark, like the crescent blades or crescent darts in the hand. Uh, how do you say this value-wise? Yeah, so uh, this is, like I said, $85 American, which definitely sounds steep if you consider you know, a 6-inch action figure, or at least to some folks it might sound steep. Uh, but if you compare it to other 6-inch figures... You know, Marvel Legends are around twenty dollars American, uh, but they they have far fewer accessories, and they're you know there's no fabric suit and and things like that. Uh, and the like we talked about, you know, faces don't look nearly as as realistic. Um, moving up, you've got uh, the SH Fig. Uh, I don't know if it's Fig Arts or Figuarts Arts or whatever. Um, and uh, then you have Medicom, who I think primarily makes DC figures in terms of comic book characters. And you know those range from fifty bucks to sometimes even more than than Mezco figures. Okay. And um, and while some of those have nice accessories, I don't think they look nearly as good as the Mezco figures. Um, like I said, Mezco has fabric; uh, those other brands don't. Um, and um, I just think that makes the final product look better. Uh, those other brands, SH and Medicom. They have wires in the capes generally, I believe, for you know a character like Batman. And I already mentioned you know the benefits and the drawbacks of that. Um, and it, it can be kind of hard for just a resting pose for that wire cape to look to look good. Um, comparing it to other Mezco figures, you know, like we said, seems like the price went up a little bit this year. Um, seems like you know Batman had more accessories for for five dollars cheaper, which uh, you know it. it it's not the end of the world, but uh, it, it it does feel like you're getting a little bit less while you're getting squeezed for a little bit more money. Um, and I, I don't value the metal chains quite enough to make it feel like, like it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, when it obviously, um, you know, 
you're conscious of it, then then yeah, there is something there. Whether or not you know five dollars more is you know too much or too little, uh, the value yeah obviously is is apparent when yeah when you do notice it. You know what I mean, and I know that you do review and you do look closely at the figures as well. But I believe that um, people that do collect the Mezco figures, you know, would probably come to the same decision as well. Sure. Mm. Um, and overall, Brian, then so the value. Look, we're talking about everything from from what we started: the packaging, sculpting, paint, articulation, accessories, outfit. Uh, all that. Uh, actually, what I'll do. Uh, any actually, any words there for for overall on this on this figure? Yeah, and I'll, I'll try to be brief. I know that we're uh, we're chatting our way past our original time frame, but I, uh, I I do love it. I think it's absolutely worth it. Uh, Mezco have taken some interpretive liberties, but if you want a Marvel Now style Moon Knight figure, uh, this is definitely the best one you can get, and uh, it'll it'll cost you more than what I think some people expect to pay for a six-inch figure, but when you compare it to other figures at this size, you can see the value and the, the quality of the costume and the quality and, and number of accessories. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I'd, I'd agree again as well. I'm, like I mentioned, looking forward to the white Moon Knight version coming out. Um, we'll do a review of that, so that will be out in a, in a few months. That would be cool. It'll be great. Maybe, Brian, if, you, if you're up for it, uh, have you back for that review. That would be my pleasure. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, and and uh, I did sorry. I did look at your rating system since I think yes, that's where we're going ex- next. Exactly, and, uh, a convoluted moon rating system. So we're going to use the same ratings that we've used for, for everything. Uh, yeah, Brian, um, what would you give this rating from a new moon to possibly a blue moon? Uh, I would give it a waxing gibbous. Waxing gibbous, excellent. Uh, a high end or are you looking at a low end waxing gibbous? Uh, I think I'm looking around the eight, so the low end waxing gibbous. Okay. Excellent. Let me just log that and, in. And I'll, I'll clarify that and just say that that, that is, uh, it's getting dinged a little bit because of the, the loose part that was in the package that possibly marred, mm. marred the right foot. And then also because uh, at the end of the day, I, I prefer my Moon Knight in all white. Ah, well, that's, you know, can't fault that. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, I, you know, personally, I, I, yeah, I, do, I do love, I'm very impressed with the Declan Shelby um costume but yeah the 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 classic costume to me is is pretty cool as well so um yeah i yeah, excellent uh, so an 8 out of 10 loonies this is a mezco exclusive look it's pretty hard to come by now i believe the website says it's sold out so you might have to check out um the likes of ebay or, or private sales to maybe come across it but um wanted to thank you Brian so much for for being able to to give us a, a very in-depth review Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. And uh, before we go, of course, Brian, um, you know, if people want to hear and read your reviews more, where can people find you? Sure. So uh, personally, I'm not anywhere except for Facebook. So if you guys want to find me on Facebook personally, just reach out to me through the group or uh, you know, find something I've commented on and find me that way. Uh, my site, Comics Now, that I run with a friend of mine, uh, Jay, uh, you can find us at comics-now.com. Uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, we are Comics Now Cast. And you can find our podcast on all major platforms as well. Just search for Comics Now. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, exactly. A, a really good podcast as well. You, you actually have a couple of interviews there. I saw, um, well, I listened to, I think, the latest one that you conducted um, at a at a convention. 
Is that right? Ah, uh, uh, yes, yeah. So one of my uh, oldest professional acquaintances in the comic book industry is a letterer named Taylor Esposito. Yes. And uh, he does a lot of work for, or he has done a lot of work for DC right now. He's not doing any DC books at the moment, but uh, he um, he was at a convention in Philadelphia and uh, I went up there and uh, we, we hooked up and uh, got to talk. So that was nice. Yeah, fantastic. It is a good, really good. Loonies will have all these in the show notes as well. So you've just got to look down while you're listening to this and you can hit the relevant links. Once again, Brian, thank you so much for re- your review and hope to, to hear from you soon. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. That was my chat with Brian Warshaw. What so loonies we're just going to go to a quick break and after hearing a couple of messages from our fellow collective members uh, we'll be right back with some listener feedback catch you then hey there i'm sure you know about the capes and lunatics podcast but have you heard about the capes and lunatics sidekicks podcast it's a fun home for classic and new reviews of just about everything. We have the Ultimate Spider Cast, where we cover everything Spider Man. The Quantum Zone, where we talk the classic Marvel character Quasar and do deep dives on the cosmic side of Marvel. We also have Comic Capers, where we cover everything old and new in comics. It could be anything, any company, any decade. And we also have our Media Mondays, where we cover some kind of TV show, be it a Arrowverse uh, current hits or our summer specials where we do reviews of uh, classic episodes of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff Angel. So, if you're a fan of pop culture and media, you should really check it out. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. I am Connor from the House of L. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. We are two of the many, many survivors of Krypton's destruction, and we have made our home in Australia, and dare I say have become Australians, for better or worse. But we have also decided to read Superman comics, read Superman books, watch Superman shows, cartoons, movies, basically everything Superman, and from an Australian perspective as well. Whether you're a seasoned fan, like me, or whether you are coming in fresh, wide-eyed and wanting to learn more like me, then this podcast is for you. Join us for our bi-weekly adventures available on all good podcast catches. So just search for Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. We'll be coming to you from Australia or some cosmic dimension, wherever we are, that week. Up, 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 up and, and away! away. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This episode is Conchu's Idols. It's all to do with the action figure and all to do with uh, the Mezco Toys Crescent edition of Moon Knight. Uh, As you heard before, that was um, a a nice chat that I had with Brian Warshaw. And uh, he knows his stuff for sure. So um, a big thank you once again to Brian. 
um, and all his details for his uh, his podcast, as well as his, his photo album with all his photos can be found on our episode page. Now, we had some feedback here, um, and this is to do with the figure. So, uh, as it happens, uh, we got a, a fair few, mostly from our Facebook group. So um, I'd like to just quickly read them out. Um, so first one we've got is Brian Bizzle, and he says, got mine and it is awesome. Um, thank you, Brian. Yeah, I wish I had one. Um, I'm going to have to trawl through eBay to check if I can find something. But um, yeah, it's definitely up to speaking to Brian Warshaw. It sounds like a figure that any loony should have if they're kind of into that thing. So, um, look, I don't want to put any pressure on any loonies to have to go get it. Um, so, yeah, um, thank you for that, Brian Bizzle. Uh, next one is from Cam Cret, and he asks, uh, is this Crescent Edition, is it, um, is it and the regular version the same sculpt uh, with just a paint difference? It might be viable to just buy the regular and repaint given the exclusivity of this version. A very interesting take there, Cam. I'm not too sure. Again, I, I'm not too well versed in the toy figures, um, so I'm not sure if they are an identical replica, albeit the the black and white. Um, for sure, I guess if you do want to, um, some loonies may want to buy two of the normal edition and just paint one up. Um, but I think as Brian Warshaw mentions. Uh, a lot of the, the fine detailing of the paintwork is, is such a, is part and parcel of the, the quality of it. So unless you're a very good painter, um, yeah, I, I'd suggest you kind of look for the real deal. But anyway, thanks for that camp. Uh, another, another one here from Jonathan Boyd and he says, uh, just got the regular because I already have the Marvel Legends of this costume. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan. Um, very true, very cool. I mean, I've got the Marvel Legends as well. Uh, looks brilliant. And again, that's, this is all based off the, mainly based off the Declan Shalvey costume. Um, we also have a kind of a review, um, from one of our listeners here, Josh Druin. So thank you, Josh, for spending time to write up a review of this, uh, this Crescent Edition action figure. And Josh writes, um, the figure is great and probably the best Moon Knight figure made, considering the price. Uh, number one, packaging. Packaging is like any Mezco figure, looks high-end and collector-friendly. Two, sculpting. The sculpting is good. The details on the head sculpts are insane. Three, paint. Paint is great. Specifically, the blue eyes on the masked head look incredible. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, four, articulation. Articulation is slightly hindered. The shin guards prevent some of the ankle pivot, although it's still easily posed and can stand in vanilla and dynamic poses. The cloth costume prevents the legs from going super high. Uh, yes, so as Brian had mentioned, uh, it's fantastic, I think, about the fabric covering the joints, but I guess there's a, uh, a compromise with that. Number five, the accessories. The accessories are loaded. You get a crescent blade, a staff, nunchucks, grappling hook baton, and a bunch of different swappable hands, including throwing blade hands. Uh, number six, the outfit is cool. It's Mezco's spin on the suit from the Ellis Shelby run. Uh, they added some paneling on the, on the um, black of the costume, and the arm gauntlets and shin guards are slightly different. Uh, number seven, the figure is fun as hell. Looks great and is fun to play with. That's always good to 
to here. Number eight, the value has gone up um, on since it was a uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusive. Um, number nine, watch out for articulation where I mentioned you don't want uh, to tear the costume or bend the plastic on the shin guards. Also, the weapon accessories are really sharp. Whoa. And finally, overall, it's a great price. I wouldn't pay $100 plus for it. I'll wait for the regular release, but if you're a huge fan of this costume, then I'd say go for it. Uh, thank you so much, Josh, for those words um, and for following our kind of review um, bullet points. Um, very cool indeed, and uh, it's great to compare your your review to uh, to that of Brian's. Um, drop us a line, Josh. I'd be interested to know what you rate this out of 10 with our convoluted moon rating system. But thank you for, for dropping that in. Anyway, loonies, that's it um, from Mooney Missives. Thank you so much. Now, um, that pretty much wraps our show and uh, just a few other things to tie tie up this in a, in a nice big bow. Uh, next phase, we are back into our trade and or arc review. Uh, and this is going to be great. Um, I've actually found a very obscure... Uh, arc for Moon Knight. So I'm keen to see how many loonies out there have it. Um, it's not that hard to find. I, I found my copies off eBay. Uh, it is issues 152 to 154 of Marvel Comics Presents. I think this was released um, around about the late 80s, 90s. And it's uh, the arc is called Hung Jury. And it's a story about Moon Knight. I haven't read it yet. I'm still waiting for my eBay issues to arrive. Uh, anyway, I'm going to be covering that and uh, I'll have a, a special guest host with me. Um, not confirmed as to who, uh, fingers crossed it's the person I am aiming for. Um, but anyway, more to be revealed. Just keep your, your eyes out on the newsletter coming up. So that will be our trade arc, our trade arc review. Um, and as, uh, as always, uh, let me check. That's, uh, depending on the phase of the moon. So we're looking at, uh, a waxing gibbous so that's next weekend here's a waxing gibbous and that will give us a trade arc review so if you can hunt down the marvel comics presents 152 to 154 please do so give it a read i'll put up a, a spoiler uh, discussion thread and uh and send us your feedback if, if you can or if you want to um also actually there's a bit of a double um a double episode coming out next week so there's that one next weekend now before the friday which is the 11th of october um and earlier in the week i'll be dropping a, a bonus episode and this will include a chat that i have with noel looney tunes tate and uh, Noel is the frontman of Delita. Some of you will um, have have heard of him before. Um, he's been on the show a few times. Um, and anyway, I sit down with Noel and we have a, a real good in-depth chat about his latest EP or Delita's EP called The Other Void. It should be a ripper of a, of a, um, a discussion. We're going to go through each of the tracks. We're going to really look into... Um, you know, how it was put together for, for you music fans out there as well. I know there are a lot of you. Um, you should find this quite interesting. I'll, I'll be asking, um, Noel about, you know, arrangements for songs, um, how the ideas started, you know, what was the thought process? What was the creative process of actually, um, 
creating each and every one of those six songs from that great EP. So anyway, that will drop before the 11th of October, and I wanted to say that because um, Delita have a gig um, at Club 331, um, so again, I'll, I'll post up the details of, of the, uh, the venue and the times. Um, but if you find this bonus episode interesting, uh, why not pop down and check out Delita live and, uh, be assaulted sonically, you know, in the flesh. That should be great. So anyway, um, looking forward to that. Um, so two episodes hopefully will be dropping, um, next, next week. Um, so yeah, so busy, busy times for Into the Night. Once again, once again, a big thank you to all the loonies out there that have, um, that put their hand up, that have involved themselves, that have listened, that have just even just joined and, um, and just, you know, made this a great community that, that it already is growing to be. Um, a, a huge thank you to you all. And, um, it's really fun interacting with you and, um, yeah, discussing, discussing Moon Knight and potentially getting you on the show or involving you with the, the Fantasy Comic League. Um, it's all, it's all brilliant. So anyway, uh, Loonies, that, that about wraps it for this episode. Um, you know, where you can find us. Look, we're, we're on, um, the old fashioned email at itkmoonnight at gmail.com. Uh, we're on, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, the details are in our podcast episode page that comes with uh, uh, this this episode that you're listening to right now. Just click on the links and you can find us there. Come join our group on facebook.com slash group slash ITK Moon It's growing every day. We absolutely love it. Also, um, iTunes ratings, please, if you can, leave a review, leave us a rating. Uh, it helps us um, get exposed to more potential loonies out there that don't know about us. Uh, also, as well, I'd like to give a bit of a plug. I never do, and I really should. Um, we are part of the collective uh, podcast network so it's just a band of like-minded podcasters um, please check out all the other shows as well they are so much fun if you like what you hear on into the night a a comic book character based podcast check out the collective again the link is in this page um, it's got shows on iron fist ghost rider the submariner inhumans uh, Warlock and Thanos uh, is a recent addition. A big shout out there to Al. Um, and there's a lot of um, other just like geek culture podcasts and also um, YouTube channels as well. So uh, I like to always shout out um, our good friends over at I Am Your Target Demographic. We're all under the banner of The Collective. Check us out. And uh, you can also just check Twitter, hashtag TheCollectiveNet. That should um, pop up some some shows that you might find interesting. Anyway, loonies, that's enough from me. As always, may Konshu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.